Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us begin with reading back the hymn of the day, the fourth verse. Lord, your mercy will not leave me, ever will your truth abide. Then in you I will confide, since your word cannot deceive me, my salvation is to me safe and sure eternally. What I hope is established this night is that the word of God, which cannot deceive you, is brought forth in such clarity that your faith grabs hold of the promises of God concerning baptism, that it is not just water, but it is the word of God in and with the water that does such great things as bring to you the forgiveness of sins and the rescuing from death and the devil. And along with that word of God in and with the water is faith, which trusts that word of God in the water. In the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, that is, the waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. So God made the expanse and separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse, and it was so. And God God called the expanse heaven. And so he kept the waters below, and he told them where to stay. And then he kept the waters in the heavens and did not let them rain down until it was time. God said, let the waters under the heavens then be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear. And so he set every bound for which the water could go. And then from the waters he created He said, from the waters, he created the swarms of living creatures. He then said, let the birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the heavens. And so from the waters, he created the fish. And from the waters of the heavens, he created the birds. So God created the great sea creatures and every living creature that moves, with which the water swarms according to their kinds, and every winged bird according to its kind. It was not the water but it was the word of God in and with the water that did such great things. Noah, Genesis chapter 7. The waters prevailed so mightily on the earth that all the high mountains under the whole heaven were covered. The waters prevailed above the mountains, covering them 15 cubits deep. And the waters prevailed on the earth for 150 days. It was water that this world had not seen since creation, that the Lord released from the earth and from the heavens. And so there was so much water that it covered the very tops of the mountains. And then it was within a few months' time that God dried up the waters from the whole covering of the earth, and they receded according, again, not to the water, but to the word of God in and with the water these great things happened. There was, at the time of Joseph, a great famine, Genesis chapter 41. There were seven plentiful years which produced so much food and abundance of food that they could not even keep count, for its measurement was beyond what they could measure. 
And then there were seven lean years in which the Lord did not allow these rains to water the earth as he had in those seven plentiful years. But according to the word of the Lord, there was food. There was abundance of food since Joseph had kept it. It was, again, not the water, but the word of God in the water that did these things. Moses and the plagues, Exodus chapter 7. Go to Pharaoh in the morning as he's going out to the water. Stand on the bank of the Nile to meet him. Take in your hand the staff that turned into a serpent, and you shall say to him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, sent me, saying, Let my people go, that they may serve me in the wilderness. But so far you have not obeyed. Thus says the Lord, By this you shall know that I am the Lord. Behold, with the staff that is in my hand, I will strike the water that is in the Nile, and it shall turn to blood. The fish in the Nile shall die. The Nile will stink, and the Egyptians will grow weary of drinking water from the Nile. And the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Take your staff and stretch out your hand over the waters of Egypt, over the rivers, their canals, their ponds, all their pools of water, so that they may become blood. And there shall be blood throughout all the land of Egypt, even in the vessels of wood and the vessels of stone. And so it was that it came to pass. All their water turned to blood. The fish died. All these things began to stink. They could not any longer drink it. And this was extended to all places that held water. And for seven days they were without that clean drink. For seven days the Lord struck the Egyptians with this plague. It was not, again, the water itself, but it was the word of God in and with the water that did these things. And then it was shortly after that because Pharaoh refused to let them go, the Lord said, I will plague all your country with frogs. The Nile shall swarm with frogs that shall come up into your house and into your bedroom and on your bed and into the houses of your servants and your people and into your ovens and your kneading bowls. The frogs shall come upon you and your people and on all your servants. The Lord said to Moses, say to Aaron, stretch out your hand with your staff over the rivers, over the canals and over the pools and make the frogs come up onto the land of Egypt. And so it was. The frogs, as they had been at one time created from the waters in the beginning of creation, now came forth again from the waters in such a great abundance that when they finally died, they heaped them in large piles. Again, the water was with the word of God and did these great things. The crossing of the Red Sea, Exodus 14. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord drove the sea back by a strong east wind all night and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the people of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground, and the waters being a wall to them on their right and on their left. The Egyptians pursued and went in after them in the midst of the sea, all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. It was, again, not the water, but the word of God in and with the water that did these things. So that the Israelites passed by and on their right and on their left, they saw massive walls of water, as did the Egyptians who pursued them afterward. And then he said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea that the waters may come back upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots, upon their horsemen. So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the sea turned to its normal course, 
when the morning appeared and the Egyptians fled into it. The Lord threw the Egyptians into the midst of the sea and the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all the host of Pharaoh that had followed them into the sea and not one of them remained. Again, not the water, but the word of God in and with the water did these things. The waters of Merah, Exodus 15. Then Moses made Israel set out from the Red Sea, and they went into the wilderness of Shur. They went three days into the wilderness and found no water. And when they came to Merah, they could not drink the water because it was bitter. Therefore, they named it Marah. And he cried to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a log, and he threw it into the water, and the water became sweet. Again, not the water, but the word of God in and with the water made it become sweet. The water from the rock, Exodus chapter 17. All the congregation of the people of Israel moved on from the wilderness of Sin by stages, according to the commandment of the Lord, and they camped at Rephidim. But there was no water there for the people to drink. And again, the Lord said, Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock at Horeb, and you shall strike the rock, and the water shall come out of it, and the people will drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of the people, and they drank from the rock. And as it is written later in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, that it was this rock which followed them, they drank from it. The rock was Christ. Joshua crosses the Jordan River in Joshua chapter 3. And when the soles of the feet of the priests bearing the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, and the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off from flowing, and the waters coming down and from above shall stand in one heap. And as soon as those bearing the ark had come to the far of the Jordan, and their feet of the priests bearing the ark were dipped into the brink of the water, since the waters of the Jordan overflowed around the harvest time, the waters coming down from above stood and rose up in a very, uh, very far away in a heap at Adam, the city that is beside Zarethan. And those flowing toward the Sea of Arabah and the Salt Sea were completely cut off. And so the people passed the Jordan on dry ground. Again, not the water, but the word of God in and with the water did these things. Elijah and Ahab. Elijah goes to the wicked king Ahab. Elijah the Tishbite, the Tishbean Gilead, said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives before whom I stand, there shall be neither dew nor rain these years except by my word. And so the rain was withheld, again, not because of the water, but the word of God in and with the water. Elijah and his cloak. Then Elijah took his cloak and he rolled it up and he struck the water and the water was parted to one side and to the other till the two of them, that is Elijah and Elisha, crossed over on dry ground. And then after Elijah had been taken up in a fiery chariot, Elisha, having seen him, grabbed the cloak that had fallen from Elijah and he turned around to go back and he too struck the water. And he said, where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? And when he struck the water, the water was parted to one side and to the other, and Elijah went over. Not the water, but the word of God in and with the water did these things. Elisha and the impure water, 2 Kings chapter 2. 
Now there were men in the city, and they came to Elijah, and they said, Behold, the situation of this city is pleasant, as my Lord sees, but the water is bad, and the land is unfruitful. The water caused death, and it also caused miscarriages. So Elijah went to the spring, and when he saw the spring of water, he threw salt in it and said, Thus says the Lord, I have healed this water. From now on, neither death nor miscarriage shall come from it. And it didn't. You see, not just the water, but the word of God in and with the water did these things. It was later on that they went down to the the Jordan, and there was a man there, and he began to cut down the trees. And as he was felling a log, his axe head fell into the water, and he cried out, Alas, my master, it was a borrowed one. And then the man of God said, Where did it fall? And when he showed him the place, he cut off a stick and he threw it in there and made the iron head float. Impossible. But it was not the water. It was the word of God in and with the water that did these things. Now I have not covered all of them in the Old Testament, but we should move on to the New Testament. Just a few before our text for today. From John chapter 2, Jesus turns water into wine. There were six stone water jars there for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 to 30 gallons. And when the master of the feast tasted the water now become wine, he did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew. And it was the very best wine. It was not the water that the servants drew, but it was the word of God in and with the water that did these things. Matthew 14, Jesus walks on water. The boat that Jesus had sent his disciples out in was now a long way from land, beaten by the waves for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And then bold Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And Peter did. And Peter then walked on water. It was not the water. It was the word of God in and with the water that did such great things. And then it came that Jesus was out in the boats with his disciples, and a great storm arose. And they found Jesus asleep, and they woke him, fearing for their life. And Jesus calmed the wind and the waves, and he said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid, and they marveled, saying to one another, Who then is this that he commands even the winds and the water that they obey him? The water was with the word. And from our text today, John chapter 3, Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. And again, from Titus chapter 3. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, 
whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. The saying is trustworthy. Now that you've heard most every way that God has created, used, manipulated, given, withheld, changed, formed, and washed with water, though not a completely extensive list, do you believe? Do you firmly believe that the saying is trustworthy, that the water does what God has commanded it to do, which is to bring to you forgiveness, life, and salvation? I ask you, to think, having heard all of these, how can anyone argue against what God has done in and with the water? How can water deliver the forgiveness of sins, rescue from sin and the devil? How can water do such great things? Because it is not just the water, but the word of God in and with the water that does these things, along with faith, which trusts the word of God in the water. Many Christians believe just about every story I read to you tonight. But when it comes to baptism, they are speechless. They say it can't be God's work, it is our work. It can't bring forgiveness of sins. It can't rescue from death and the devil. But I challenge any of them, or anyone who has doubts, to go back through these readings and the plenty others that I have left out, and say, does God not work with the water and his word to do what he commands, to bring what he says? We know that water cannot do these things on its own, but with God and his word, the water becomes a life-giving water, rich in grace, as St. Paul speaks of it in Titus chapter 3. In Jesus' name, amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all our understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord.